Everyone, thanks for joining us again today. Listen, I want to continue on this subject that we've been speaking on called Pursuit. We've had this series that we've been in over the last few weeks looking at the thought of pursuit, the things that we pursue knowingly and unknowingly, where we pursue things that we believe that will fulfill us. And we've been speaking about certain things like the pursuit of happiness, which is that statement found in the uh, Declaration of Independence that was made from the United States to England. But it was also something, a statement made by Adam in the garden. We've spoken a lot about that. But in the garden, you know, God had provided for Adam pure happiness, all the happiness he could ever need, all the liberty and life he could ever want, and all the life he could ever, ever dream of knowing. Yet there was the whisper in the ear of the serpent into even Adam that said, there's a greater happiness, there's a greater freedom, there's a greater life than what you know now. And it was a con because that whisper in the ear took Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden and started for them a pursuit for the things that they already knew that God had already given them. Now, we're born again. Everything that was done through Adam, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we're born again, and we're suddenly now in Christ, which means the damage that was done by Adam has been repaired by the last Adam, which is Jesus. But these are still good things for us to discuss, because I know, and I experience often, still Christians that are in a pursuit for happiness, and they're not knowing the happiness that they can know now in God. Or Christians that are in pursuit for things that will bring them freedom, courses and uh, causes. Yet, even though those courses and causes are very good, they don't give the freedom that they can find in the freedom of the Holy Spirit that God makes available to every believer. And of course, life. Everybody is alive because they were born to their natural parents. But that's a life. Jesus says, come to me and I will introduce you to not a life, the life, the perfect life that God intended for you to know when he created humanity by that original design in the garden. So we've spoken about these things and we've spoken about how we can knowingly be in pursuit of things. But sometimes we can often unknowingly be in pursuit of them. But we still respond to that driving within us. There's still life I need to find. There's still freedom I need to find. There's still happiness outside of God that I need to find. And as followers of Christ, we need to silence that voice and say, no, devil, humanity, society, there is no better happiness, life, or liberty than that which I now have in Christ. I want to continue today looking at something else that we can all find ourselves in pursuit of at different times in our life, and that's breakthrough. Now, this is different to the life and the liberty and the happiness that we find in God. Breakthrough is something that all of us, even though we're now in Christ, still sometimes find ourselves in the pursuit of. Why? Because different things happen. Life has this way. This life that we've been given has 
this moment sometimes where it throws its curveballs at us. Everything's going fine. Everything's going great. Maybe in our finances, in our families, for our futures, with our health. Then often without warning, it's like we're hit with a curveball. Have you ever been hit with one of those curveballs? Listen, I know that I have. And so often they come without any warning. It's like you go to bed at night and the skies are beautiful. And then you wake up in the morning and you find yourself in a storm. This is a part of the life that we live. Now, I want to encourage you with something today that no one is exempt of these storms. No one is exempt of these moments that suddenly happen where it's like a curveball comes out of nowhere and you suddenly find yourself in a moment where you need a breakthrough and you know that the breakthrough that you need comes from God alone. Let me encourage you, pastors are not exempt from these moments. Even celebrity preachers, your favorite celebrity preachers are not exempt of experiencing the curveballs that can be a part of living your life in a very real, broken and fallen world. So don't ever sit there and look at pastors or your favorite preachers and think, well, they're not the same as me. Everything's perfect for them. Nothing ever goes wrong with them. My friends, that's really a wrong um, conclusion to reach. The reality is that if you're experiencing a moment right now where you need a breakthrough, where maybe it feels hopeless or you feel helpless, other people that you see ministering the word, coming to church and sitting around you, they experience those same moments too. Take hope. You're not alone. You haven't done anything wrong. You're not a different breed of person. Everyone that's living this life has moments when they're confronted in a moment where they know they need a breakthrough that only God can give. Now, breakthrough can often take you on a journey rather than it being an instantaneous moment. Sometimes when we're in a situation, I know I've hoped for this at different times, you suddenly wake up and you're in a moment where you need a breakthrough or you know that something in your world has to change or something needs to move or shift. I'm sure you're like me. I want that to happen overnight. I want UPS to bang the door. I want to pray a single prayer and for UPS to knock the door and for the person, the spiritual UPS or postal service to say, here's that thing that you need. Here's that breakthrough that you need in this moment that you're facing. Now, praise the Lord. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it? But often what happens when you need a breakthrough is you see yourself receive God's promise for what's going to happen but then set you on the path of a journey or a pilgrimage to possess what he's promised you will experience in the breakthrough for the moment that you're facing. Again, I want to encourage you. Maybe you think that everyone gets their breakthroughs instantly. No, they don't. We all have moments where 
we find ourselves in need of breakthrough, we come to a conclusion that only God can provide the breakthrough that we need. But then we start an adventure, a pilgrimage, or a journey to possessing or taking hold of. We go in pursuit of a breakthrough that God has promised we can know. So take hope today. Every one of us experienced those moments. Now, why do we need breakthrough? It's when we suddenly find ourselves with a problem or a very real attack, and we need God to step in and turn it around for good. But sometimes the way that God will turn it around is number one, as you seek him and pursue his breakthrough in his word, he'll give you a promise of how things will be. But then next you find your feet on a pathway of pursuit where God says, I now want you to walk in direction of the promised breakthrough, but walk by faith, not believing the things you see around you to be true, but rather what I have promised you for this moment or challenge at hand. God gives us a promise with a good ending, doesn't he? Yet by faith, we have to walk in accordance with it before seeing it physically. We've got to believe it in the inner man of who we are. Again, I hope this encourages you. This is something that pastors need to do. Celebrity preachers need to do. The person that's been walking in God with God in your church for 50 years, 60, 70 years still has to do. When we find ourselves in a moment when we need a breakthrough, we have to, number one, come to his word and say, Father, will you give me a promise for the breakthrough I need? But when we get that promise, don't expect expect for the door to always knock the next moment. Sometimes it will. Praise God when it does. But often we start a journey then or we begin a pursuit to possess or take hold of the promise or the breakthrough that God gave us as we sought his answer in the word. So this really is involving two P's, isn't it? Pursue and possess pursue and possess. He gives you a certain ending, but then calls you to walk in the direction of it without physically experiencing it with your sight, hearing, touch, feel, taste, or any sense he gave you. Now, there's a key verse that we've used so often, and most people have memorized this verse. Obviously, it's in Romans 8:28, and it says, and we know that in all things, um, all things work together for good for those who love God, for those who accord according to his purposes. Let me read that again to you. And we know. Do we know? Or do we presume? Or do we know in a shallow way? No, my friends, we should know in a very deep way that gives us great confidence that all things, not some things, all things, including that thing you're presently going through, Work together for good for those or to those who love God and who are called according to his purposes. So my question for you is twofold today. Do you love God? Do you know you're called for his purposes? Then the Bible says, independent of the moment that you're in, 
all things, including the moment you're going through, will work or turn out for good. And that's about what God does in the unseen when you're on a journey of pursuit for breakthrough in the scene. Don't be moved by what you see. Be moved by what you believe. Now, experiencing breakthrough calls for us to have a very real faith walk. What's a faith walk? When we purpose to trust God in what he's spoken or revealed to us, more than the things we physically see or understand around us. Now, Abraham modeled this very well, didn't he? And when we look at the journey of Abraham, he teaches us in our pursuit for breakthrough about the need for faith, childlike trust in God, not being moved by what we see or hear, but rather by what God has spoken and said. Let me read to you from Hebrews 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Obviously, this is referring to the storyline in Genesis where Abraham is living an average life. God steps in and says, I've got a breakthrough life, a huge life, a life that's bigger than you ever dreamed. You need to go that way to apprehend it or possess it. And Abraham, with his wife Sarah, leaves everything they know when everyone's probably calling him a lunatic. There's, there's no physical evidence, yet he starts a journey or a pilgrimage to possess what God told him was the breakthrough for his life. Now, like Abraham, so often it can be the same for us. God speaks a promise, yet we have no physical evidence because his promise is the evidence that we need. And so often we have to get out the boat, go on a journey when we feel we haven't got a map to head somewhere that God has promised that we can arrive at. Maybe that's a new place financially in your life. Maybe that's a new place in your health, a new place for your family or a situation you're facing. You've sought the Lord. He's given you a promise of where he wants to take you. It's not an overnight trip. It's a journey of faith. But as you step out and say, God, I trust you, you're actually on more solid ground than the ground that this life can offer you. We could preach on Abraham for hours, couldn't we? And his journey of pursuit for breakthrough to take hold of what God promised. But it also involved his wife, didn't it? Sarah. When we read in Hebrews 11, verse 11, and if you want to encourage your heart today, why not take a moment to read through Hebrews 11? When we read through Hebrews 11, we hear account, account, account after account, just a book filled, like a, just, just like a catalogue of people that dared to go in pursuit of promise or breakthrough and the things they saw when they did. So if you want to encourage your heart today, why not take a moment to read through the book of Hebrews 11? But at verse 11 of chapter 11 of Hebrews, we don't just hear about Abraham, we hear about Sarah. It says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive a seed, to have a baby of promise. And she bore a child when she was past her age, 
because she judged him faithful who had given her the promise. So she judged him, that's God, faithful who had promised. So she was in possession of a promise, yet didn't have physical evidence, just like Abraham leaving for a new place or a far off place. Her body told her this is impossible. Her age said this is impossible. Her barrenness said this is impossible. This breakthrough that you want of holding a child that comes from your own womb is impossible. Her friends around her probably said this is impossible. Even when she looked in the eyes of her husband, there was often moments of impossibility. Yet Sarah chose to believe that God had promised her she would have a final destination called holding her own child. And a journey began, which included mistakes like trying to help God and producing Ishmael. I know there's a bigger storyline to this. But at the end of the day, she holds the breakthrough that God had promised. Why? Because she counted not the condition of her flesh or her ability to make this breakthrough happen. Rather, she considered the faithfulness of the God who had made the promise about the child to her. When you get a promise from God for a situation that seems impossible and you need a breakthrough, like Sarah, you have to begin to shut off your eyes to the natural things around you that disagree with the promise that God has given you and set your heart on holding the baby that God promises you will hold. Faith, faith, faith. But come on, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says that we walk by faith and not by sense or any other, uh, not by sight or any other sense that could disagree with what God has promised. So that's Abraham and Sarah. <clears throat> they teach us on our pilgrimage or our pursuit for breakthrough to make sure that we're a faith people, a people walking by faith. But then also we see David. David often had a pursuit for breakthrough. David was in and out of battle. King David was in and out of battle regularly. He often experienced moments where he said, God, we are outnumbered. God, this looks like it's going to be a defeat. The Philistines have got more men. They're in better positions than us. And he teaches us another lesson when we take our pursuit of breakthrough, and that is prayer. David was a man of prayer. And before every breakthrough in battle, David would pray. Let me put that another way. David would seek the Lord and inquire of the Lord concerning the breakthrough that he desired. So often we don't do that, do we? I know that I've been guilty over the years of seeing a fight or seeing a victory that I needed and presuming, oh yeah, God, this you're with me and this is how you're going to do it only to discover later on when I'm laying flat on the battleground, wallowing in a defeat I shouldn't have experienced. Maybe I should have inquired of the Lord concerning his route. You see, David didn't do this once in 2 Samuel 5. This was a way of life for David. When David saw a battle or needed a victory or needed a breakthrough, he would firstly go and inquire of the Lord. 
But when you read on, you see that he did it again at different times for different strategies, for different battles or breakthroughs. Let's be people who whatever the breakthrough, whether it's the same old breakthrough or a new breakthrough, we're not scared to do what David did and take time to pray and inquire of the Lord. Let me read to you from 2 Samuel 5, verses 17 to 20. This is a moment that was one of many moments in the life of David. Now, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, not to congratulate him, to kill him. And David heard of it and went down to his stronghold. This stronghold wasn't a negative stronghold. Sometimes when we talk about strongholds, we talk about the stronghold of the enemy. This place was a stronghold where David was safe to be able to pursue the Lord. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the Valley of Rephan. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? God responds, Yes, I will deliver them into your hand. Can you see what David did? He didn't live in presumption, foolishness. He said, I know the breakthrough I need. Let me check with God that he's going to give me this breakthrough. And let me check with God how he wants me to walk in the right direction of this breakthrough. A few verses later, a few chapters later, we see him inquiring of the Lord again. This was a way of life for David, not some monumental moment of prayer. Come on, let's be encouraged by Abraham, by Sarah, by David. Let's be a people that walk by faith. Come on, if we're in a moment where we need to see breakthrough, let's be a people that aren't scared to pray and inquire of the Lord. That's really what I want to encourage you with today. If you're in a moment where you are in pursuit of a breakthrough, or maybe this is good information for you the next time that you are, I've got some good news for you. God is still the God of the breakthrough. God is still the God of the shift. God is still the God who can make a way where there seems to be no way. He's still the God that can cause rivers in the desert. He's still the God that can cause mountains to move. He's still the God. Come on, let faith arise in your heart. He's still the God. He's still the God. He's still the God that can move mountains through the words that you speak that are in agreement with his truth. Let's encourage our hearts today. Three things, lessons we learned from Abraham, Sarah, and David. Number one, get the word of God concerning the destination that you need or desire. Growing up in my house with my mum, my mum was a very spiritual lady and she would always give that bit of advice to anyone that came with problems. When people came saying, will you pray with me? My mum would always ask this simple bit of advice. Have you got the word of the Lord for this situation? And often when they said no, she would say, well, go and get it, then come back and then I'll stand in agreement with you. Let's not be lazy. Let's be diligent for getting the word of the Lord for the destination that we need. Number two, seek the Lord for his outcome. Seek the Lord for his outcome. Ask the Lord, what is going to be the outcome? How do you want me to walk on this journey? And number three, walk by faith in what God reveals to you, not being moved by what you hear or what you see or experiences in your past. Rather, 
hear what God says about this breakthrough and set your mind, set your eyes, set your forehead like flint to do what God has asked you to do, to not do what God has not asked you to do, to walk in the direction of the promised land, the birth of a, a new miracle, a breakthrough that God has told you he will do for you. And let me encourage you again as we close. These are not words of theory. I'm a practitioner of these things. Maybe you look at me or Pastor Gina sometimes and you think, I bet they never go through anything. I bet everything's perfect for them. Let me encourage you. No, they're really not. Even though I'm committed to always preach faith and give testimony of victory from the stage, be encouraged. The battles that you face are often the battles I face too. We've gone things, uh, with things through our family at different times. Uh, things involving health, mental well-being, some of the journeys we had to take with our children, with Gabby specifically when she was bombarded with an attack of this thing called OCD. That journey took five years of believing God, trusting God, when even the doctor's reports around us gave us no hope. Yet we know that God gave us promises regarding Gabby, regarding her, her healing, her wholeness, her well-being. But I want to encourage you, that journey, that pursuit of breakthrough wasn't a week, it wasn't a month. It was five or six years where, as a family, the Elmses walked believing God for Gabby's freedom and wholeness. The good news is, everything that God promised came to pass. Gabby is healed from OCD. She's healed from allergies that were life-threatening. And she's walking in a wholeness now that actually was the wholeness that God promised us as her parents five or six years ago. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't walk away. If you're in a moment where you need a breakthrough, get the promise of God. Be blinkered towards the promise. Turn away from things that disagree with God, even from people that disagree with God. Go after the possession of what God has promised you. And like Sarah, we will all say, we just chose to believe in the faithfulness of the one who gave the promise. I hope this has encouraged you today. I hope this has encouraged you to get up and keep walking, whatever your journey or your pursuit of breakthrough, to get up and keep marching towards it in faith, inquiring of the Lord, confident that one day you will see what God has promised because God is faithful to his word. God bless you.